100 speed. It didn't slow it down. That's weird. That that's, is weird. That's real it's weird. It's my, my laptop that slows it? I don't know, yeah. man. Your laptop just operates at a slower speed than everything else. <laughs> so then you'll just have to keep an eye on the waveform for me since it's kind of to my back. Oh, God, help me. Okay, I've never... I, I mean, if you, if you see it, stop doing things. If I see it flatline, it died. <laughs> or or if it just stops. Okay. That's the thing. If it just stops. Okay. Welcome to Creature Crunch, the podcast where we take a critically acclaimed creature movie, break it into its core parts, and then stitch it back together without having any idea of how or why those parts fit together in the first place. My name is Matt. And I don't want to talk about Carnosaur 2 again. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, <laughs> we're in a unique position. Yeah. <laughs> where we, well, <laughs> we done we done did this episode already, Chris. We, yeah, that's why this is a week off, which, weirdly enough, puts us back on our Origin- normal release yeah, schedule. Yeah, normal routine, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, the way I always remember it is our episodes release on the same week I get paid. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's I, fair. Like, when that... When the last episode released and I didn't get paid, I was very concerned about something, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what. <laughs> so now we're going to be back to, yeah, yeah. to the good times. Um, good, the good times, sure. <laughs> the normal, the normal times. Yeah, we done we done did this one already, uh, but the audio got real bad. <sighs> the micro, one of our microphones like took a. A fall uh-huh. and went bonk. Trying to try and didn't out like a, going bonk. Trying out a new setup and it didn't work the way I had envisioned. It, it didn't work the way I'd envisioned, although I do feel like a lot more relaxed in this setup right now. I'm and, sitting on a couch. I'm yeah, comfy. You look... <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm super comfy. I can just... <laughs> yeah, you look chill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, tried out new system, new setup. Microphone got bumped about 15 minutes in, and it went pretty bad from there, and I had no idea. Oh, his list got bumped, and more like it just slowly slid it off fell off and hit, it, it fell off and hit me in the face. <laughs> Which was really funny, but we probably should have checked if it damaged the microphone. Right. The I mean, the waveforms looked fine, so I had no... Yeah, well, whatever. It is what it is. So, yeah, we're in a unique position where we actually watched and recorded this episode like three weeks ago. Two weeks right. ago. Two weeks ago. Um, and now we're doing it again. Yeah. So... Which is great because I so much enjoyed talking about this movie the first time that I'm just yeah. pleased to do it again. <laughs> you, I'm, I know. I, I was very excited to let you know that we would need to re-record this because I know how much you appreciated this movie. Yeah, we, so. it couldn't be one of the movies that was like super fun to talk about. No, it was this. <laughs> well, this movie's not terrible to talk about. Yeah, there's only yeah. a couple things that you can talk about. <laughs> one of them's cargo pants. One of them is cargo pants. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, this movie, um, it's another one that I grew up with, kind of, uh, like, I, I remember, you know, I, I loved the first uh-huh. Carnosaur when I was a kid, and I rented this one from, from ye old Blockbuster, mm-hmm. uh, on several occasions, and, like, like, I'll tell you right now for sure, uh, kids are dumb, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was no exception, and I enjoyed this movie when I was a kid. Uh, because I had no taste back then. <laughs> uh, but uh, the movie is directed by Louis um, Murnau. By Louis Murnau. Murnau? Yeah, I, 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 I looked it up. Okay. I looked it up to make sure, and it's Murnau. Okay. Um, 
whose IMDb profile picture is absolutely worth looking at. Yeah, you, you showed me that, and that's <laughs> a lot. There's some guy on, like, a, guy, I think he was wearing a leather jacket. Yeah. Holding this emaciated werewolf puppet baby thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> um, Murnau directed a fair few Roger Corman films, but uh, he also did get to direct the HBO series Made Men. Um, but I'm way more interested in his last record, uh, last directing role, uh, Werewolf the Beast Among Us, which actually looks like another really bad creature, um, like Creature Crunch potential right, movie cool. that you're just going to absolutely love. Because one thing that we don't have is like a shortage of werewolf movies. Nope, nope. And I'm, uh, I'm willing to bet that the picture, his IMDb picture profile is from like the set of this movie. Oh, great. So, so that's our, our puppet for that movie. I'm probably. Great, uh, cool. I can only hope. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, though, you have to admit, at least it's got a puppet. <laughs> I watched the trailer. There weren't no puppets in that. <laughs> there weren't no real wolves at all <laughs> in any any stretch of the imagination. I was going to say no, no real werewolves. <laughs> um, but hey, you know what? No. Strike that. <laughs> Movie's detriment. No real werewolves. Every movie in existence, to my knowledge, is a point taken away because it does not contain a real werewolf. Okay, man. My official stance. Carnosaur 2, written by Michael Palmer, who only has one other credited writing role for a movie called Watchers 3. Um, the original Watchers based on the Dean Koontz novel. Yeah, yeah. Um, loosely. and But Watchers 3's synopsis on IMDb is simply, when a new and dangerous outsider chases an intelligent golden retriever in south in the south american jungles terror grips a team of ex-military convicts sent to capture the creature and that's it yeah that's uh, all we got i i remember that they did when when the original watchers movie came out and just kind of splatted against nothing forever but the fact that there were at least two sequels is <laughs> insane. And one was written by the same guy who wrote this. Yeah, great, cool. <laughs> so you know it's good. Yeah. Um, is it just me or does that sound like Predator but with a dog? That's exactly what it sounds like. Predator. The the dog is taking the place of Arnold Schwarzenegger, if I'm yeah. reading this correctly. Yeah. I'd watch that. <laughs> if, if for no other reason, just than curiosity wonder if the dog gets rid of a big knife because he was tired of carrying it around. <laughs> um, so, this movie tried for a theatrical release in 1994. Which is astounding. Like, that is just... <laughs> it would not have done well. No. Um, I can't imagine seeing a movie like this in theaters, period, other than, like, being riffed or something, but... I would be so mad. <laughs> like, I would be so mad. <laughs> But instead, it got a 1995 direct-to-video release, which definitely feels more appropri right. appropriate. And then um, we already have our uh, the, my, my one of my favorite segments, according to IMDb. Um, according to IMDb, Louis Murnau was originally set to TT01065211 brackets XXXX and brackets, but had to back out due to already being committed to another project at the time. Well, you... Yeah, like that takes a lot of time to to tt zero one zero six five two one brackets x x x x close brackets, but 
Like it does. That eats up a lot of time. Yeah, it's very. It's a very. It, you have to be committed to that. You do. You do. You can't. It's not an afternoon. No. No. That's that's a weekend at at least. <laughs> so um. <laughs> so that's that's all I, I could really drudge up on yeah. this one. Um, I'm surprised you found that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember if I have it in my notes later on, but I did like when researching this movie, I did find a website, um, that is basically a forum. Oh God, I don't remember what the website's called now because I deleted the link since we recorded this because I didn't think I'd need it anymore, but <laughs> jokes on you. Yeah. Joke was on me, but, um, the website was like a, it, it was like a forum for movies where right. you could just pick a movie, jump in and create threads to discussing that movie. Right. Right. It was a really neat idea. I really kind of thought that was a cool concept i don't know i didn't look into it to see how successful or widespread it was but i mean it had a thread for, it had a segment for carnosaur 2 right. so whatever and it had like 11 threads in it which is 11 more people than saw this movie originally <laughs> and um there were some interesting takes in that uh yeah. some uncomfortable takes uh like one one guy was really into the death scene um later in the movie with where the the real good practical effects actually happen in this movie, uh-huh. uh, and he was just he was really into that character. It, it was not great. Yeah. But my favorite thing was that like the second thread was uh, titled "The hottest character in this movie" or "The hottest uh, woman in this movie is so and so." It was just like okay, whatever. But then like three threads down, um, it was one the hottest guy in this movie was. Okay. And uh, I clicked on the link, and he was just like, "Yeah, I saw the hottest woman one, and I figured it'd be fair." <laughs> and then like, and then like seven more. Entries down, it was the hottest dinosaur in this movie was the T-Rex. It's <laughs> like, and he even commented on him. He's like, hey, I saw these other two. And I was like, if you really want to be fair. <laughs> so I appreciated that. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into this. Okay. So uh, the movie starts up with stock footage from the first movie. Which is always a great sign. Yeah. It's, and like, <laughs> this is the only link to the first movie that this movie will have. Uh, pretty much. Like later on, there's a... One There's of the one throwaway line. Yeah, one of the characters kind of mentions it, but they, yeah. I don't think they mention anything about like mutant chickens or anything though. No, or pregnant pregnant women giving would, birth to dinosaurs. Right. Yes. Um, I, I would notate that. Like that'd be the first thing I'd. I'd yeah, notice. a global a global pandemic that threatens to wipe off humanity from the yeah, face of there, the earth. Like a lot of shit happened in the first movie. Uh-huh. It wasn't good, but no, it's a lot but, of shit. But they just kind of sweep that under the rug. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have this this stock footage in the credits of the chicken eggs. Uh-huh. And that's like it. Um and and these stock footage scenes are interspersed with a barren desert landscape. Yeah. So super cool. Um I mean, I guess it's because it's it's the Nevada desert, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um but uh something that we didn't mention already but we did in the first one. The, so this movie um the writer and the director, like the first movie was definitely a pre ripoff of Jurassic Park. Right. Uh, the first movie was meant to capitalize on Jurassic Park success and yeah. it did very well in doing that. I would say that that's about the only thing that it had in common with Jurassic Park other mm-hmm. than just dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this one, this one is a ripoff of aliens for some reason it is yeah yeah it's 
it's not marketed in that way. No. It's not trying to capitalize on Aliens' success. No. It's just... It just is Aliens. Yeah, they, it's like they watched Aliens, and they were like, oh my god, I love Aliens. It's it, These scenes are so good. Let's put them in our movie. Yeah, it's Aliens if the people could leave at any time and don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so instead of, um, instead of a barren wasteland planet we have a barren desert <laughs> nevada have, desert we have the barren wastelands of nevada uh-huh and then uh we cut to a scene where um uh, a guy who looks like w- weirdly enough to me looked a lot like a young bill paxton yeah um which i don't even think was intentional probably <laughs> not but because he wasn't some like unconscious cast yeah because he wasn't <laughs> cast as bill paxton no he was just he's just a dude he's with just a, first murder guy we see not bill paxton who's like, down in these weird tunnels mm-hmm. looking for some sort of problem. He finds the problem because there's just a mess of wires just kind of loose hanging right. out. And then he gets carnoed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to a pair of hacker teens uh, who are breaking into a room to steal some explosives. Uh, one of these teens would not be seen again after this no. scene. No, he's, he's, gone. he's gone. Uh, the other is a character named Jesse Turner, played by Ryan Thomas Johnson, who's best known on IMDb for Carnosaur 2. And Playing he will, Jesse Turner. <laughs> yep, and he will be our newt for this evening. Great. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we also cut to some mission control guy who has an iguana on the yeah. control console. And, like, when they cut to this scene real quick, the iguana is very much in the foreground. And I swan to John, it looked like he was talking on a microphone. Because there's just the, the microphone that the actual Mission Control guy is using. And it looks like the Iguana is just like, meh, 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 talking into it. <laughs> I would have been so here for this movie if it were, like, mutated, like, reptiles and dinosaurs and things that were just in control of the station. Yeah. Like, there's so many missed opportunities. The dinosaurs don't talk. They could very well talk. <laughs> this place is a nuclear facility. There's no irradiated dinosaurs. There's a nuke. The dinosaurs do nothing with the nuke. It's in Nevada. The dinosaurs do not go to Vegas. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, information we learn as we go on mm-hmm. that uh, that is very disappointing as far as the missed opportunities because instead they really, really wanted aliens. <laughs> they Yeah. Um... So, this iguana guy uh, is sending a different worker down to see what the problem with the system is. Um, kind of forgetting that the first guy was down there? I, I don't know. It's almost like these scenes are out of order. <laughs> yep. And this this uh, this other worker is named Joe Walker. Um, he, he ends up finding not Bill Paxton's hat and then he finds these teens, um, and he, uh, he gets real mad at them. Uh, turns out Joe is, uh, Jesse's uncle, but don't, don't worry. Joe won't be important for long. No, he's not long for this world. Nope. Um, on the surface, uh, they, like he takes them back up and on the surface, another worker just kind of apropos of nothing shows Jesse how to operate a forklift thing. Um, and shows him a lever on it that he's absolutely under no circumstances not to touch. And then he demonstrates by touching it, opening it up. And it's because it opens a door to a real deep shaft into the nuclear facility for some reason. The the nuclear, like, garbage disposal. Yeah, Yeah. No. 
nuclear uh, I don't laundry know. shoot. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, and I guarantee that this scene was put in after the rest of the movie was shot because they needed to show a way that Jesse could uh, operate a tractor. <laughs> they wanted to see they wanted to at least sow the seeds. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to put in uh, the Chekhov's loaded tractor and and nuke shoot. Well, yeah, it's just like Chekhov says, if there's a tractor on the mantle place at the first scene of a movie, it has to go off in the last scene. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that happens a quick scene. Um, through some dialogue, we learn that, that, uh, Joe thinks that Jesse and his friend are the ones who messed up the cables. Uh, and they, you know, with their claws, <laughs> with their, with their claws and dinosaur teeth and, um, and their rowdy teenage hacker yeah. boy attitudes. Um, they, they make it to this like mess hall that looks a little more like a diner than it is a mess. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's, I honestly thought they'd gone off site. Like they went to a small town nearby or something uh-huh. and they were in a diner there. Yeah. But this is just apparently the diner that exists at Yucca Mountain. <laughs> um, yeah. Have not been to Yucca Mountain, so I couldn't confirm. It apparently looks like a downtown warehouse. <laughs> um... The, uh, the mess hall chef hears a ruckus in the back, and he goes to do battle with some coyotes with his broom. <laughs> but the, the coyotes brought their dinosaur. Uh, so he, he gets he gets Carnoed, and then the dinosaur breaks into the mess hall, and Carnoes everybody there while Jesse hides and yeah. gets traumatized, I guess. Um, and it makes it real cheap to uh, shoot the monster in the movie when you never actually show it. You just shoot all the scenes from its point of view. From and its smack point of people view, in the face with a camera. Yeah, would it, <laughs> smack people in the face with the camera and show the effects of people being thrown around like rag dolls by the yeah, yeah. The dinosaur is not eating or like clawing people. No. It's throwing it's them. It's wrestling them. My my favorite bit is um, when it shows Jesse hiding uh-huh. like behind a locker or something. You just see like, you just know there are a bunch of stagehands just offset on both sides throwing random objects yeah, both yeah. directions to show that it's chaotic. Yeah. And it's, it's like two cartoon characters had a fight off, off the camera. <laughs> really? It's great. Um, so the, the dinosaurs in this movie are canonically velociraptors because of Jurassic Park. Right. But they used the same mold as the uh, Deinonychus from the first movie with altered necks and snouts to make them more like look more like the dra- okay. the velociraptors from the first one. Well, it doesn't look any worse than the models from the first movie. No. No, In that they it don't. It looks really bad. Yeah. Um also the original trailer for this movie shamelessly used the raptor and Rex roars directly from Jurassic Park. That's hilarious. So, which is honestly a shame because I really like the dinosaur sounds that they actually make in this mm. movie. Like I think it looks sounds really good. After all of this, we cut to a team of civilian technicians getting together in the middle of the night. Uh, this crack team of not space commandos is comprised of Jack Reed, played by John Savage. Yes, the John Savage, who will be our Ellen Ripley for the movie. Um, ben Kahane, who's played by Don Stroud, who's our opponent. Um, Monk. I hate this man. <laughs> everybody's favorite character, Monk, played by Rick Dean. He's going to be our Hudson. Um... 
and we have Sarah Rollins, uh, played by, by uh, Arabella Hulsbog. Uh, I guess she might be our, like, Vasquez in this analogy. Yeah. Uh, and Ed Moses, played by Miguel A. Nunez Jr., who is, I, I don't know, at this point, uh, Gorman. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, that. That's their. these are their roles. Um, uh, Rick Dean, Monk. Uh, his latest cre- uh, credited role was in 2007 or 2006's Razortooth, which is about a mutated eel that IMDb has the balls to tell me is based on a true story. It's based on a true story in the way that, like, eels exist. Yes. It's because I watched the trailer for it, and it is absolutely an Asylum level yeah. or Roger Corman style bad CG mutated giant eel goes on a killing rampage thing. I mean, I have to say like, that's not a creature you see as your, your big evil monster in movies like this too often. No, it it looks interesting. Yeah. It's a neat idea. I'm sure the movie's awful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially, (laughs) but, but like, IMDB tells me that it's based off of the, (laughs) off of the, the, uh, the true story of the creature or something. Well, yeah. And that eel exists one time and a person (laughs) like encountered it and then they later died. Yep. Didn't die by eel, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, also, Monk would apparently, or Rick Dean, rather, would play in Carnosaur 3. I've, I have not seen Carnosaur 3, but I was reading that apparently he is in Carnosaur 3 as virtually the same character. But not named the same. No, because Monk dies in this movie. Spoilers. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, also, uh... <laughs> it's Monk's brother, Dunk. Dunk. <laughs> Donk. Donk. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, John Savage said later in an interview once that uh, he was drunk for most of the filming of this movie. I believe it. So we are introduced to specifically Monk uh, by way of him uh, explaining to uh, Rollins, I think it is. So anyway, last night I'm hammering this girl and things are going very well. And the phone rings, so I'm thinking on the other end, it's my wife. So, of course, it didn't help plumbing much. And, of course, it was calling my ass, waking me up at 4 o'clock in the goddamn morning. So, through dialogue and uh, just kind of just back and forths, they've been hired by Major Tom McQuaid of the Department of Defense, who is played by Cliff DeYoung, and he will be our Burke for the film. Right. Um, to go into Yucca Mountain, where the government has set up a uranium mine, and they need it back up and running ASAP, and... This team of yucks was the best they could afford on short notice. Uh, that's not what Yucca Mountain does. No, and as far as I could tell, that wasn't a secret. Yeah, but like, that's the weirdest thing about it's this movie. Very it's strange. Like, it's like here's Yucca Mountain. It's a uranium mine, and then later in the movie, they're like, they use the uh, the fact that it's a nuclear waste repository as a twist of the movie. Yeah, when that's. What it actually is. Uh huh. <laughs> that is. It's so bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, like, why are why are we not dealing with irradiated mutated dinosaurs? That is. Yeah. That's such a mystery. <laughs> it's really. It's probably this movie's greatest sin. It's like all the things they could have done with the dinosaurs and didn't. Uh huh. Instead, they're aliens. In, yeah. Instead, they spent the money to make them look a little bit more like Velociraptors from Jurassic Park. Right. Because they're ripping off aliens. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the the decisions in the making of this movie are so baffling. It's really weird. It is really really weird. Um, so uh, 
I guess the reason that they don't just leave Yucca Mountain is because the only way there across the 80 miles of desert is via helicopter. There's trucks, though. We see trucks. No, yeah, but they were probably helicoptered in, Chris. Galaxy but brain here, man. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, because the, the only way in and out is this one helicopter. Just this one. No other helicopter. Like, the, the only way they, they show of people getting to Yucca Mountain is through the top of the mountain. <laughs> like, it's a <laughs> volcano base. <laughs> um, so, on the chopper, they play Rock, Paper, Fuck You. And the chopper is piloted by the last of our main cast, uh, Joanne Cal- uh, Galloway, played by Nath Hunter, uh, who will be our pharaoh for the movie. Mm-hmm. Our helicopter, or our, our shuttle pilot from yeah. Aliens. And will last just as long. Yep. Um, Monk puts on Flight of the Valkyries, which I have to presume he does for pretty much any mission that they go on. Yeah, he's got it queued up. Like, yeah, he's got his, it on his tape. Yeah, um, which must get old really fast. Mm-hmm. Then again, he's using an old boombox on a helicopter, so maybe not. I don't think anybody can hear it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, as they approach, they find that there's a lot of interference on their comms because of nuclear radiation or something. I don't know. Um, they land, find the mess hall, and see... The dinosaurs see... are jamming the signal. <laughs> the dinosaurs are jamming the signal. The, the iguana has gotten to... Has gotten <laughs> the iguana is in control. <laughs> um, they find the mess hall, and they see evidence of what went down. And then they also find Jesse, who is in a state of catatonic shock. Mm-hmm. And I actually really dig their reaction. Like, legitimately appreciate their yeah, reaction to yeah. this. Because these guys are all, as we've established, civilian they're, technicians. They're not military. They're not no uh, soldiers or anything. No, and their first sign, like when they see all of the blood and carnage, well, and the freaked out Jesse and the freaked out Jesse, their re- response is like, "Yeah, well, let's go home. We're out of here. We're, we're done. We're done. We don't need to be here. We can't be here. Like this is above our pay grade. We uh-huh. are nowhere equipped near equipped to do with this." Um, but McQuaid is the typical stooge whose only goal is to make sure that the facility is up and running and refuses to let them go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we learned that the lower levels have dangerous levels of radiation. So, like, levels C and D or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, Cease and desist. <laughs> um, and while they are trying to figure out what had happened and get the place up and running uh jack reed tries to connect with jesse who is still catatonic because we have to have the the parent parental figure to right. the lone survivor thing from aliens he all mcquade also refuses to let them go down to levels d and e right not he doesn't use the obvious excuse and valid one of look it's irradiated and dangerous he's just like no it's off limits you like he, he does the Burke thing where he knows more than he's letting on and is keeping secrets, but the only reason he's doing it is because Burke did it. Uh-huh. Exactly. The only reason. Yeah. I Especially, like, you have an excuse, my man. They're, like, checking... They're checking Geiger counters and making sure, like, okay, the radiation on this level is here, but it's not lethal. And you're looking at levels on D&E, and they're like, those are lethal. And he's like, don't go yeah. there. It's restricted. And they're like, we're going anyway. Because you told us not to. Yeah, because you told us not to. And so they do. Um, And when they get down there, they find a huge tooth. And then Kahane gets carnoed. Yeah. Kind of big, a big hand. Just grabs him. Grabs him and just drags him away. Uh, Very cartoony. It's great. Um, 
Jesse snaps out of his shock and he runs from the control room and Galloway pursues and Moses, who's in this like big hacker chair. Um, <laughs> He's the man in the chair at this moment. Yeah. Uh, he comes face to face with a dinosaur and it starts to slap him. So he yeah. prepares to box well, it. <laughs> okay. It is important to note how we see this dinosaur introduced, Matt. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. <laughs> because we see the dinosaur from the legs first, and the dinosaur is wearing cargo pants. <laughs> because they couldn't not make the the suit actor wear cargo pants or get dinosaur legs. So it, it, he's just wearing cargo pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it going to be shot from the waist up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we'll get it in We're post. good, we're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, I didn't catch that when I was watching the movie. But, oh, I did. But I saw your note, and when I watched the trailer for this movie for the Jurassic uh-huh. Park resounds, um, there's a brief scene of this dinosaur chasing Monk into uh-huh. the closet. And yes, you can see the cargo pants in the trailer. Yeah, and this was the point where I decided that if the movie wasn't going to give a shit, neither was I. <laughs> and I checked out. Yeah. but Check. my Please, I am done. So yeah, so Moses here is about ready to box the dinosaur mm-hmm. wearing cargo pants that is slapping him. Yeah. Um, it goes about as well as you'd expect. The The dinosaur ends up throwing him into like a locker. Once again, these dinosaurs are very throwy. They are very throwy. Um, throws him into the locker and then get, gets him, I guess. Um, <laughs> he, he's not in the movie anymore, so I'm assuming he got got. Yeah. And then... Uh, Meanwhile, Jesse intercepts the rest of the team and they all head outside where Galloway has already retreated to the helicopter to get it started. Yeah. But there's already a dino inside and she gets carnoed. Just just because of aliens did it. Yeah. And they need a reason to be stranded. Um, we Even have a... though I still maintain they could leave at any time. <laughs> no, Chris. It's 80 miles of desert. They have direction. trucks. <laughs> the trucks would never last. They would never get last to the desert heat. Then why are there trucks there? Because all good uranium mines have trucks. Um, it's not a uranium mine. <laughs> um, we have a great line read from Monk about the helicopter crash. And then we have what I have dubbed the worst helicopter craft in, crash in cinematic history. <laughs> As it's just like a little... It's a little tiny model. It's a little tiny model, and it, it hits the ground in a very lackluster way. It just kind of conks. breaks in half. Yeah. And then it rolls a bit. It's real slow. And then it explodes. Then it explodes for unrelated reasons. <laughs> Instead of doing the thing that you would probably want to do in a movie like this and make it explode as soon as it hits so you wouldn't have to, like, even worry about ruining a model helicopter right. or anything. It's just... You just slap an explosion effect over it and you're done. But yeah. no, they went the extra mile and actually yeah. had it snap in half. Um, the uh, the team goes back, decides to go back inside to wait for help to be sent because uh, the aforementioned 80 miles of desert. Yeah. Um, Maybe the trucks exploded too. <laughs> they had to. Maybe they were, the car stars drew them all, drove them all away. <laughs> And they're in Vegas. And they're in Vegas. And we're not watching that movie. No, they're they're gambling. It's it's a completely different movie. Yeah. Um. They had a, they had to meet throwing up. dice at a craps table. Comes up bad. He just screeches. <laughs> <laughs> they had to meet up with the Flintstones. Yeah. Um. Everybody is questioning McQuaid. They're getting real up on his grill, and uh, he explains that they found a way to bring back dinosaurs, 
and things got out of hand. That's a way to explain the plot of the first movie. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really elaborate on who they are. Or what got out of hand. What like got the, out, you know, yeah. the virus that was going to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, but they thought they'd killed them all. Uh, also, kind of an under <laughs> underselling the first movie yeah. uh, quite a bit. Um, then they found a nest of eggs and brought them to Yucca Mountain to be put, I guess, on ice. Why wouldn't you just step on them? Just, like, stomp on those critters. I don't know. Like, it, it, I could ex- I could buy it if there was a line, like, and they wanted to use them as weapons or something like that. But no, they're just here with the nuclear waste. Uh-huh. There's also no explanation as to how that went wrong other than it seems like they just hatched. Yeah. So maybe they didn't even put them on ice. They just brought them to Yucca Mountain and was just like, our job is done. <laughs> <laughs> just... They put them in, in that like, cantina restaurant. And then like the chef was like, oh, eggs, and put them in the microwave. And then when they popped out, I was like, oh, no, dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, no, coyotes. Um... <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I just imagine them, like, taking them to Yucca Mountain and putting them on the floor. And, like, not even in one of the, like, the... The repository, like... Just, like, in the doorway. Just, like, yeah, they just put them in the building, and they're just, like, patting themselves on the back, like, job well done. Good job. Good job, team. Good job. We're not going to tell anybody about this. Good job. (laughs) Except for this one guy. This one stooge. This one dude, yeah. Hey, if everything goes wrong, it's probably because of the dinosaurs. You need to bring a team in there and fix it. Because don't we, tell because them we, about the yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, don't tell them about the dinosaurs. Because we you got to, it. You're Burke. Remember? Think Burke. Think Burke thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And just remember. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> so they're all trying to figure out a plan. And Jesse, who really bounced back from yeah. his shock no, pretty good, uh, tells him about the dynamite that he and his friend had found. By telling them that they busted into the room once. You know. Just before everybody died, they send Monk and Reed out to get to the dynamite, and Monk gets spooked by the iguana, who's now loose in the the tunnels. Yeah. Um, He and Reed have no idea what it's called. They don't don't know what to call it. Yeah. like, I got scared by that thing. They don't (laughs) even call it, like, oh, it's a lizard, and it startled us because we thought it was a dinosaur. He's just like, ugh, I don't know what it is, but it's scary. (laughs) I don't like it. He recognizes that it's not dangerous, but he does. He has no idea what it is. Yeah, Neither yeah. of them have any idea what it is. And while they're staring at it, the iguana pulls out a gun. <laughs> pulls out a gun, has a mustache, monocle. It was I who hatched all the dinosaurs. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> Dr. Fa- iguana. This facility is mine now. I will nuke the world. I'm in control of the uranium mines <laughs> that don't exist. It, yes. I have all of the nuclear waste now. What are you going to do about it? The Nothing. Will... I have dinosaurs. The world will tremble under the might of Dr. Iguana. <laughs> Dr. Iguana and his dinosaur army. We're not going to irradiate Except them. for those ones that are in Vegas. <laughs> screw those guys. Yeah, screw those guys. <laughs> Last time I give them a vacation. <laughs> and a truck. <laughs> they took the truck. <laughs> I shouldn't have given them the truck. <laughs> they're not they're not bringing it back. <laughs> they probably gambled it away by now. <laughs> they probably had all of their knees broken by a pit boss. 
they're not very good at gambling. <laughs> they're very, they're they are, dinosaurs. They are they're dinosaurs. <laughs> they're dinosaurs. And while those other dinosaurs might be smart enough to open doors, these are not. <laughs> they're smart these... enough to drive a truck, but not to do anything with it. <laughs> they drive a truck. But and gamble, not, but, they're not, not, smart, but not well. Well, they're not smart enough to know not to gamble. <laughs> um, so anyway, they leave Dr. Iguana behind and um, get, finally make it to the storage room. Where McQuaid remote locks them in somehow. Yeah, apparently that's the thing you can do. They, they break out real, really easy. It's not even a thing. It's pointless. It was just to run. I mean, run pointless is kind time. of the watchword of this movie. So, <laughs> um, and then like when he realizes that they're on their way back with the dynamite, he uh, he rushes out to intercept them, and they do get warning. Like uh, Rollins in here is like, "Hey guys, he's on his way." And apparently McQuaid and Reed both completely forget about this fact because yeah. he absolutely gets the drop on oh, them. Oh man, he takes them by complete surprise. Yeah, he he bashes Monk in the head and uh, then he attacks Reed and they have a struggle thing. A struggle thing. A, a struggle thing. They, they have a tussle. <laughs> and um, Monk gets carnoed, but like, he, he, he shows up, and then he gets just suddenly carnoed. Yeah. But Reed shoots it dead with a flare gun that he also had from the supply closet, Apparently. I guess. And, you know... That is one, a damn good shot with it. Yeah, good shot with it. One shot, kill. I just remember shooting those flare guns in uh, Time Splitters. <laughs> <laughs> they were hard to aim. Well, that's because they spiraled. <laughs> it's true, because flare guns are not meant to be guns, <laughs> or at least weapons. Right. Um... McQuaid finally spills the beans about that the bottom levels are a repository for weapons-grade uranium. Um, so we got nukes and dinosaurs. Right. Again, this is treated as a big shock point in the movie, even though it's common world knowledge. Well, the, the, at least in our world. I was going to say the, the nukes, not the dinosaurs. Yeah, the does not actually have dinosaurs, man. Oh, I've been sorely misinformed. By yourself. Very disappointed now, too. But yeah, um, so the dinosaurs are not going to nuke the world. No. Um, and uh, our, our crackpot team of civilian techs uh, develop a new plan to shut down the system in order to draw help from outside. They're like, if we, yeah. if we shut everything down, the government will notice and be like, okay, something else is going wrong. Let's go check right. that out. Um, but then when they get there, they'll blow up the upper levels with the dynamite in order to trap the dinosaurs in with the nukes and then just let the government clean it up right, right. which honestly that's a you know that's a good plan i'd say it, it's fair enough but yeah. i i do have to say like you, we do not see the dinosaurs with the nukes i want to see dinosaurs setting <laughs> off nuclear missiles <laughs> the dinosaurs they've gotten in the, the nuclear launch codes <laughs> Dr. Iguana! <laughs> the world will answer to my demands. Bring back my gambling dinosaurs. <laughs> Send them back. <laughs> With the new Lexus they won. <laughs> oh, they did better. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he says one with a wink. <laughs> you know, the one they won. <laughs> and he's a lizard, I so want, it's that I side want, wink. Yeah, like, I want them to come home with like the end of... Of Vegas vacation, where they're each driving a brand new car <laughs> all the way home. <laughs> I love that Chevy Chase. <laughs> that Chevy Chase is a stand-up fellow. That's how you know he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaur after my own heart. 
<laughs> you know what? Send Chevy Chase as well. I want to make a new film with him. Why are we not Dino- watching this movie? Dinosaur Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> National Lampoon goes to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Wally World's out. Jurassic Park is in. <laughs> um, so they go around... And they're setting up tripwires and the radio to bait the dinosaurs. I'm not really sure why they're doing that. No. Um, and while they're doing it, Jesse and Reed have a real heart-to-heart. Uh, we learn that that Jesse's dad, or parents, had died and his Uncle Joe had taken them in. And we learn that Reed's son had died. And there's the connection. You know. Yeah. Because aliens did it. Yeah. But anyway, so they, they've set up all these tripwires and then the dinosaurs start, you know, tripping into them and setting right. up the dynamite. And everybody's absolutely... They're very startled. Yeah, they're it. baffled. They're completely baffled. They're like, what are they doing now? Why are they exploding? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not really sure what their plan no. was. I thought I knew what it was. I don't know anymore. I don't, um, I don't think they do either. But then uh, the fire suppression systems turn on and we have a really good line read. I know it's it's... Again, one of those, like, out of context, it's more funny in than in context, but... It's the fire control system! No! It's the dinosaurs! They all retreat from the control center, and a dinosaur hears Johnny's through the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I'm they surprised s- it doesn't have an axe. <laughs> Again, missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, they all clamor into an elevator, and a one of the dinosaurs' slow motion bursts through the ceiling... And it Carno's Rawlings for the most gratuitous violence in the movie as it rips her arm off. This is honestly horrific. It really is. Like, this one harkens back to the first movie's, like, gore effects. Right. Which, if you're, if you like that, like, if you're a Mm -hmm. gore fan, they're actually pretty good in this scene. Mm -hmm. It's honestly kind of tonal different, like, like very tonally different from the rest of the movie because so far all the other deaths have been just kind of like a a blood smear and being tossed around. Right. So this one is pretty graphic. (laughs) Yeah, it rips her arm off and then it eats her tummy. Uh Uh-huh. She has what I would describe as an underreaction to this. (laughs) She just kind of... Yeah. Um, The elevator drops and they have to climb through the vents to get out of it. Um, because aliens because of aliens they blow up another dinosaur uh another one trips them into a tripwire bomb and then another one uh basically explosions are happening all over the place dinosaurs are getting blown up everywhere right and uh one thing that i want to note is that every time a dinosaur explodes it almost always shows like another two pop out of like a door or something yeah it's really strange (laughs) but um monk gets crushed by debris and mcquade like says he's going to try to help Monk out and sends Reed and Jesse up. Um, but, you know, Monk isn't going anywhere. And McQuaid is like, I guess I'm not either. And Burke did. Well, I guess Burke didn't even do this. No. He forgot. He, he forgot his one rule. The, the, he, he forgot his one job when he went in here. And he, he stopped being Burke and he decided to be a hero, a big damn hero. Yeah. Like in Aliens um, with a different character. And the two of them uh, go out in a fiery explosion. I don't know why. There's no reason for McQuaid to have done this. Load-bearing monk. <laughs> so Reed and Jesse, being our last two survivors, are running, trying to get back to the surface. Reed kind of blindly walks into a tripwire. Yeah. Which is stupid because presumably he set them up. Uh-huh. 
and it throws him down the big elevator, sh- or like not even elevator shaft, just this big the big shaft, yeah, the huge room, um, where he lands on a bunch of like pipes and a mattress. Well, yeah, he had to have something to land on, otherwise it would have hurt a lot. Yep. Uh, Jesse runs to the surface for help as a computer helpfully tells us that emergency crews have arrived. We have another really great line read. He sees these emergency, like the, the evac squad, three guys in a helicopter, um, and they're like, There's no time. We gotta go save Reed. Kid, the others, where are they? They're dead, all dead. What? The dinosaurs! What? Yeah, the evac team tries to take Jesse away before the base blows up, because I guess I did forget to mention that a, they learned that the, the base is going to blow up, not from the dynamite, but from like a nuclear explosion. Right. I don't know why they still needed to blow it up with the dynamite, but it's on a countdown. I Anyway, Jesse runs back to save Reed and the evac team who are very bad at their jobs. They just showed up, saw a kid pop out of a great or out of a door and were like, come on with us. And he's like, no. And they're like, okay, no, we're leaving dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, all right, peace. We're going. Yeah. They, they came to try to evac one guy who they just ran across and uh, it failed. It's a, it's a wash. Well, the kid told him that everyone else was dead. <laughs> and Asha Bashaw dinosaurs. Jesse, Jesse runs back inside and rescues Reed, who has several broken bones. Yeah. Ribs or something. I don't know. He, he can self-diagnose pretty well. Um, and he, uh, he rescues Reed just in time to find a T-Rex. Who, who is just there. Yeah. Like, the entire idea is that, that someone found a nest of dinosaur eggs and brought them back so apparently it was mixed velociraptor and t-rex eggs <laughs> bunch of velociraptors and a single rex egg yeah but uh this is gonna be our alien queen for the movie <laughs> um yeah pretty much exactly yep and this is the same rex robot that they used in the first movie uh, but they actually were able to improve it despite their budgetary constraints can you tell no <laughs> I, I cannot yeah um at least they, they did it with the head, to, the head and the feet. Because, like, the, the, when they find it and it chases them, the only two shots we see are of its of its head and of, like, some dude probably with, like, fake dinosaur feet in, yeah. on stilts just kind of... At least you can't see his cargo pants in this one. <laughs> but the they, they make it back to the surface um, and get Reed into the helicopter, the evac chopper. But then Jesse remembers that he left the detonator back there so he runs back to get it. Yeah. Um, and the Rex bursts out and it totally eats the one of the evac team's heads. Yeah. Just pops it off. Like a gingerbread man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the shot of the dino- of the T-Rex chewing up the man's body is very good. Because it just like yeah. it just puts it in puts him in its mouth and it just kind of shakes him around a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real good. Um, but now it's time for Jesse to do battle with the dinosaur with industrial equipment, just like the first movie. So, like, they're they're killing two ripoff birds with one stone on this one. Yeah, they're they are they're copying aliens because you know the final scene right. with Ripley and the and the forklift there. But now they also are able to use stock footage of the first movie yeah. in order to to represent this. Um, they use a lot of stock footage of it. A lot. Probably half of the fight is stock footage. Yeah. Um, although during the fight, the Rex does totally grab a pipe with its mouth and just, just throws it. it. And it's very good. Yeah. Um, 
but then uh, Jesse, you know, remembering his training, uh, <laughs> opens up the, the shaft door. Yeah. He touches the lever he was never supposed to touch. And pushes the Rex out the airlock. Yep, he pushes the Rex out the airlock down the... Um, down the nuclear shaft and uh with the, with the uh, of course the the killer one liner eat this barney yeah um the evac team are still very bad at their job uh because they're still like ready to leave but Jesse does climb into the helicopter and they fly away and he presses the button to detonate the the dynamite which ends the movie <laughs> ends the movie yeah stops the nuclear explosion I don't know. I don't know. Like, I was really disappointed that they didn't go a bleak ending like, like this, this one. just ended with a mushroom cloud and everyone dying. Yeah, it really should have. It don't. I don't <laughs> it know why. should have ended with a bunch of dinosaurs, like, clawing around the nuke, and then one of them picks up a hammer and starts hitting it with a hammer. <laughs> like the... Like, like the, the gremlin. The gremlin from the Looney Tunes yeah. cartoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> it just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, we could have written such a better movie. We have, but um, oh, and yes, also that is Michael McDonald as the evac team pilot. Oh well, good for him. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> I don't know what he's doing these days. I don't know. Is Mad TV still going? Is that still a thing? I don't think it's a I, thing anymore. I can't imagine I it being know. a thing. But anyway, um, but yeah, they blow up the facility. Uh, happy ending, I guess. Some something. It's an ending. It, it stopped. That's it. Yep, that was it. That was our movie. Fucking movie stopped. Good. So. So yeah, <laughs> Carnosaur too. So now, Chris, we've talked about it twice. Yeah. I Although this episode was way better, <laughs> this recording was way better than the first one. Yeah. Because we yeah. didn't have Dr. Guana in the first one. No, and also I wasn't coming off of work, so I was actually awake for this one. A little bit better, yeah. But, um, so let's jump over to the crunch. Okay. All right. Welcome back to the the crunch times. Um, now, <laughs> now this is now this is kind of an interesting one because uh, Chris, in yeah. the first episode, I gave you a choose your own adventure style. Yeah, because uh, I actually made three stat blocks, and um, I was gonna I, I wanted you to choose one one that sounded the most interesting. Yeah, and uh, the other two I covered in our kibbles. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and do this verbatim. Um, and uh, tee you up, and I mean, you know what to do. You know your lines. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you the three. Uh, the three crunches that you can choose are the Duplasar, the Mutasar, or the Splodasar. Okay. Like, I know there's one of these that I'm supposed to pick. <laughs> you, you just, like, sabotage everything by picking it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I will... I will pick the Mutasaur because that is what I picked the first time because it was in the middle. Yes. It... <laughs> yep. Because um, I I implored you not to uh, to pick the, uh, the the obvious just because it was the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have picked any. I didn't care. But we, we covered them all. So, um, so yeah, the Mutasar. Uh, 
so what I did with this one, because, you know, <laughs> they're just Deinonychus, only yeah. Velociraptors, both of which are in, in D&D core and vanilla rules. And we already, I already did a variant of the Deinonychus. Yeah. So yeah. what I did, what I decided to do is kind of make a, like a, a Deinonychus sort of, a uh, a Deinonychus sort of like lineage or a line, I guess. <laughs> okay. Not a lineage, but a line. So um, all of these things, um, the Mutasaur hair is basically a carbon copy of the Biosaur from my right. first Carnosaur episode, uh, which is a near carbon copy of the Deinonychus from D&D Vanilla. Right. Um, it's got an AC of 13, HP of 26, speed of 40 feet, climb speed of 10 feet. It's a medium beast, unaligned. Um, you know, it's highlighted stats are strength, dexterity, and constitution, uh, plus five and skill. Skill? What the fuck word was that? <laughs> it's got a skill plus five and stealth. <laughs> skill. I was combining stealth and skills. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, dark vision of 60 feet. It's challenging a one. Uh, it's got a pounce attack, a bite attack, and a claw attack. That's, uh, I mean, yep. it's, it's the same thing. Uh, what the the big difference, however, is that um, instead of the uh, kind of final attack that I gave the Biosaur from my Carnosaur episode, I switched that out and I gave it a different one called Better Than One. Okay. When the Mutasaur drops to zero hit points for the first time, roll 1d6. On a five or a six, the Mutasaur instead regains 2d8 plus eight hit points and grows a second head. After this trait has activated... It can make a second bite attack every time it takes the multi-attack action. Because I decided I wanted mutant dinosaurs. Yeah. Good. The Mut movie didn't give them to us. Nope. So I, I went ahead and took them. Um, and yeah, uh, my other SARS, and then I, I did make a few more in my kibbles that mm -hmm. uh, you'll have to uh, get behind the paywall if you want. Because we're, I don't know, dumb. And... <laughs> Yeah, if you want these other yeah. stars, if you want all these guys, or just a huge amount of content that's compatible with D&D 5th Edition, mm -hmm. do consider subscribing to our Patreon. Five bucks a month, Swamp Heap level. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Yep. Um, One dollar a month will get you the Fur Buddy level, which right now we're just kind of using as a, a help support the podcast sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, if we get more support, I think we might. I might start implementing other things into it, but, you know, that's we'll a see. big if. Um... But, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, now, Chris, this yeah. is the time where I'd normally ask you what we're going to be doing watching next week. But the problem is we already did done the thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I already know what we're watching, but we need to, we do need to queue it up for yeah, yeah. the, for the listening audience. Yeah. Um, so Cr Chris, what are we going to be watching in the future past? Uh, we will have watched, uh, 2010's Death Kappa. Yes. Yes, we will. What a what a good ride that is. That's a fun movie. So um so yeah, join us in two weeks. Hopefully. Assuming nothing else goes wrong. For that. Um thank you for bearing with us with all of the nonsense that's been happening the past couple of months. Um and continues to happen. Evidently, like I'm I'm not ruling out that it's over yet. Yeah. Um But uh thank you so much and uh Check out our socials in the description if you uh, so desire. Uh, I'm streaming on Twitch a lot lately under mm -hmm. Danny Hamstake. Uh, 
my my fam and I have just recently done Grounded. Still do Deep Rock Galactic every now and then, and we just recently started up Valheim, which has been a blast. So uh, there's all of that. But uh, otherwise, yeah, uh, we will see you in two weeks. Thank you so much. Bye.